so, Mr. Alan Houston, thank you so much for coming on to the Nickish show. This is the first time we've ever had an actual Knicks player, ex-player, and anyone NBA related come on to the show. So, uh, thank you so much. Uh, I'm Mo, this is Teddy, okay. and uh, not gonna lie, I'm a little nervous. I can't <laughs> right now. Um, so, uh, to our listeners, uh, Alan Houston is a two-time All- NBA All-Star Olympic gold medalist, arguably the greatest shooter in Knicks history. Um, so, you know, first off, I just want to mention that it's been 20 years since the 1999 NBA Finals. Uh, 20 years has passed so fast. So, um, yes, very fast. So, first question is uh, just just because it hasn't. Like, what are your thoughts on the fact that the Knicks haven't really been up to that point since in the last 20 years? And you know, what's your take on on that? Well, when I came to New York in '96, the foundation was it was laid. You know, you had they just lost in the finals in 94. Um, and you had Patrick, you had Oak, you had Pat Riley, you had Jeff Van Gundy, you had Mace, you had John Starks who were here today to support. Um, you, you just had a, you had a whole foundation that had been laid. So um, that, even 99, when we were at that point, the foundation had been laid six or seven years prior to that. Right. You know what I mean? So. Um, I was fortunate enough to learn from those guys, um, to develop with a veteran a group of veterans, but also I had played four years of college. Um, I played three years in Detroit. So you think about when I got to New York, I had already experienced five or six years longer than a lot of the incoming rookies have now. Right. So I think, so my take is that there's a lot of development and prep that ground and foundational work that needs to take place, a lot of continuity that needs to be considered. And so I think um, over the last 15, 20 years, you know, I've seen a lot of coaches, a lot of GMs. um, And what I like about Scott Perry and Steve Mills now is that they have a very complimentary way of communicating, of dealing, they, they work well with Fizz and the coaching staff, and everything has to be aligned. And so, you know, it hasn't been as aligned um, in, in recent years, and now um, I think they are. And so now uh, I'm excited about this year because you have a good mixture of veterans and guys who have some professional um, identity to their game and just to who they are, um, Julius Randle, Wayne Ellington, um, you know, Bobby Portis, you know, Taj, uh, Elford, Payton. And then when you have a group of guys who kind of have some experience and have some mental toughness to their game, uh, that really shows more support to the younger group that are kind of trying to figure it out still over the next three years. So I think that's very important. It shouldn't be, it should, you know, shouldn't be underappreciated. Uh, what happened this summer? So, because that was my that was my experience. You know, when I came to New York, you see the the veterans when we were coming in were 32, 33 years old. They still you know could play had, and and they still had contribution. Now, when you're 32, 33 years old, people see you as you know we're just going to have you on the end of the bench just to be a locker room guy, not a guy who really contributes. So. The maturity of the game and, and the players and how they enter the game is different. I'm not comparing, it's just different. So 
the process with how you build the team, you have, you have to take that into consideration. Absolutely. Uh, and just, just for the record, I know that majority of Knicks fans nowadays, we are totally alongside with Scott Perry and Steve Mills, as well as yourself and the Knicks front office. Um, after many years of seasons that didn't go as well as we hoped for, we, yeah. as a Knicks fan, um, and I speak for, for Nick Deshan as well as Teddy, uh, we are we're absolutely excited for, for this upcoming season. We're, we're behind the entire organization, not just its players, but the front office as well, and that's not something that was a thing, you know, a lot of the years, the last 15 or 20 years. Well, let me ask you why. Why is that the case? Well, why can you, why can you say that now? Uh, well, it's, well, I think it really hit me when I went to the uh, Fizzle announcement last, last season when they announced him, and the way they discussed Steve Mills and Scott Perry and David Fizzle discussed their outlook on the team and their, their ideologies and really just making, they weren't making exact promises, but they were, they, they were all in agreement that we're not gonna go over, we're not gonna go after the shiny object, for example, that we're trying to develop the players and not really try to get a shortcut to, to winning a championship. Whereas in previous years, we kind of saw that. Um, we would see a, a particular players who were good a few seasons ago and then uh, it, looked, it seemed as if the Knicks organization found a chance to get them and then they would go for it, but unfortunately, it wouldn't always pan out. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to the organizations that uh, you're also working with, Westchester Knicks has been uh, extremely uh, successful recently. Yeah, so speaking of Alan, I really want to ask you about this. So you've got a unique role with the Knicks. You're a special assistant to the GM, and then you're also the GM of the Westchester Knicks. So, I was. Yeah. I was. Okay. Right. It was a couple yeah. years ago. Craig Robinson and a couple guys have taken over, and, and it's been great. So now my main responsibility is to just work with you know Scott and our staff, and, and really helping just put my eyes on where what I see. You know, from whether it's you know talking to some of the coaches, talking to the players, uh, going out scouting. Um, I think Scott. He, you know, he wanted me to have a role where I could kind of see both sides and um, and really be present a little bit more on the on the next side. Um, but I think the the whole experience in in running the G League was was tremendous for me because you know you learn in management that at the end of the day we're all human and we all have these human relationships, right? And what I tell a lot of our players, and I tell a lot of people, is we're trying to help increase your value um, as a person and as a player. And so the more you, I've learned how the relationships between the coach, the training staff, the marketing team, the management, all the little things that go into operating the team, your player is the most important part because you want the player to, to develop and perform at their highest level, but what can we do to, to provide a foundation, a structure, um, an environment, but accountability at the same time? And that's those are the things I really learned in, in helping run the G League. It's, you know, you have agents, so you have a lot of dynamics that are working together now with social media as, as yep. we're engaging in right now. Yeah, right. So. Um, it is really great, and so when you can provide all those things and have them all aligned, then the player can have an honest view of himself or herself and say, this is where I need to get better, and here's what the coaches say, here's what management says, here's what 
you know, the, the market says, here's what I need to do to get better, and here's how I can contribute to winning. And it, because that's really the end goal is how you can help them and they can help contribute to, to winning. Now, do you sense, at least for this upcoming season, do you sense an alteration in the coaching style, especially now that versus last season, the Knicks had one of the youngest teams in the NBA, but now with, with all these added veterans, do you see a, a shift in the way we're, at least I see, I say we have on, on the Knicks, but as if, as if the, like, do you see a shift in the coaching style for, for the Knicks, uh, well, given especially the addition of um, um, the uh, Westchester Knicks coach who just got added? Um, no, I think you, when, when you have, a, your head coach is probably the most important part of your organization, right. in my opinion, because you have to support the head coach, um, but that person has to know, okay, he, he has a certain philosophy, and the staff has a certain philosophy that's in line with Steve and Scott's philosophy. Yeah, but you're gonna have to change a lot, some things according to your personnel, some things you wanna do, but you do still have a core identity and philosophy that you want to carry, and that's a lot of coaches have learned under a certain philosophical view, others another, and um, and so with Fizz, I think he's he's always going to want to uh, push the pace. He's always going to want to defend. He's always want to be in shape. Um, and most a lot of coaches say that, but how do you implement it, and how do you work with your personnel to do that? You know, your point guard, your, your lead guards are very important. They, they dictate a lot. You can say, I want to be a high volume pick and roll, but if, you know, you don't have a personnel to, to, to do that, then you have to make adjustments. But So I don't think things a lot don't change a whole lot. Your personnel will be a little different, but I think his style and his personality and philosophy will be the same. Um, so we're at, today we're actually at the John Sparks Foundation Celebrity Golf Classic. And I'm actually a scholarship recipient of the John Sparks Foundation. Um, but there, you're, Alan Houston himself actually has his own foundation. So would you like to talk a little bit about your foundation? Well, first of all, congratulations Thank to you. you. Congratulations to you. I think John and I, you know, I've learned a lot from him. I think we both are on the same page that we understand how important the youth and the generation is. Now you are a leader you know yeah. you have young people coming behind you they're looking up to you they're going to see this so i think our goal is to just help equip young leaders young adults like yourself to to leave your own legacy you know and uh so i you know our foundation tries to do the same thing we have four five core what we call the fundamentals of life faith integrity sacrifice leadership and legacy so fizzle is the name of our um project, it's the name of our organization, yes, yes. it's the name of, yeah. you know, you know, I think we're all brands, you have a brand, this is a brand, Nickish is a brand, and I think you want to continue to build that and, um, and try to impact people. So our goal is try to really equip leaders to equip others with these same values in a lot of different ways, you know, whether it's media, whether it's merchandise, whether it's sports. Um, the goal is to really train and equip these leaders who are working with um, youth, people like yourself, who are going to go on and continue to be leaders in the community. So that's really what it's about. Everybody needs a coach. Everybody needs mentor. Everybody needs discipleship, um, and that's what it's about. Right. Thank you so much for that. Um, so before before we let go, because uh, we are at a, in the middle of a tournament going on right now, um, how, how's your game, by the way? 
It's okay. Yeah. I mean, I, it probably looks better. You yeah. know, it's like, you know, you see somebody that looks like they can shoot, but they're like, they're not making all that shot, but they look like they can shoot. Yeah. Yeah. That's how my game is, you know. It looks better than it really is. But, um, but my dad taught me how to play. You know, my father and I are close. He taught me how to play when I was young, and I'm, I'm grateful for it. And I think it's a great game. Um, so we do have some rapid fire questions, as we mentioned before. So okay. you can start us off uh, with this one. So game seven of the finals. What song are you rocking in your headphones to get pumped for that game? Right now. Right now. Let's say you're going to the game seven sure, right, right now. That's tough. Right I, mean, I, I, I don't know. That's that's a tough. One. But you can pick I any. I don't song. really listen yep. to a lot. I mean, now my, my music choice is kind of a little outdated. I'm probably gonna listen to. Um, this is not very rapid fire, is it? <laughs> uh, probably, probably some talking some outcasts right now. Nice. Okay, nice. Great choice. Yeah, yeah. Great choice. Yeah. Um, if you were an Avengers, what would be your superpower? I would try to read minds. Nice. Nice. Okay. <laughs> would you ever tell us though if you could? You would know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so next question. What's Nickish to you? Nickish is Almost what you see as the core of a nick. Not quite, but almost. <laughs> I love that. Uh, well, Alan Houston, thank you so much for coming All on right. to the show. We, we truly appreciate the time that you gave us. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're just we're, we're a group of non-expert kids from Queens at the end of the day. Yeah. And Nobody's just, a real expert. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but at the end of the day, just, just the fact that you, as, as such an accomplished nick, uh, one of the greatest nicks in, in history, just sitting down with us, we, we truly appreciate the time. They gave us. Otherwise, okay. thank you, Mr. Good Houston. Job, thank you so much. We appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so thank much. You. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Thank you. All right. I'll have your bags. <laughs> <laughs>